Hello, church. Uh, this is Pastor Vic. I'm here with Alphonse in Kigali, Rwanda. He has been our translator for a couple of days and is a faithful Christian Bible teacher and leader in this city. And I have so enjoyed uh, meeting him and ministering with him and then hearing his incredible testimony of how the Lord brought him to salvation. And I just wanted you to be able to hear his story. So I'm going to turn it over to Alphonse. Alphonse? Hello, my name is Alphonse. Um, I am married to Christine and we have four boys. Uh, I was born in Bugesera. Bugesera is part of the eastern province of Rwanda in a Catholic family. However, being a so-called Christian family never stopped us also from uh, practicing traditional religion. In 1987, I lost my dad due to a family conflict. His mom remarried when he was a child, and he was never received as a son by his stepmother. He didn't live a happy life there. So he left and went to a new place called Bugesera to find his own land. His family, who moved there after him, came to him to lease the land uh, for a, start, a certain amount of time. But when it was time for the land to be returned, they refused. This started the unstoppable conflict and he was eventually poisoned by his family and then died. Mm -hmm. The next year, my younger brother died because of the same conflict. And then in 1992, my elder sister also died because of the same conflict. Uh, from there, my mom and I began the suffering life. I was... So it was just you and your mother? Yeah, really, Every, just uh, only me and my mother. Everyone else had passed away? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, in that time, I was the next on the list for elimination. But by God's grace, I survived. Mm. My mother visited the shaman. The shaman is just the people the kind of people who we consider witchcraft. Yes. So yes. She's, he's the one my mother visited uh, who advised her to let me free from home, which means I start to just to... To be an orphan? Yeah. Okay. Just uh, live uh, far from my mother at age 11. Okay. So, so he advised your mother for you to separate? Yeah, okay. to separate, but not to stay at my bath place. Okay. So... Um, without hesitating, my mother just took me to live to another place mm -hmm. where my grandma was living. Um, after genocide, I moved to a place called Kitwikiro. Kitwikiro is just the one of the district of Kigar City. Now you passed over that quick, but you lived through the genocide here. Yeah. In um, I live in genocide and I was, by God's grace also, I survived because that I have been tempted to be killed many times in genocide, but... Mm. Uh, How old were you? I was just 14 during wow. genocide. So I survived uh, by God's grace. Then from genocide to the life after genocide, it was, 
was so tough mm. because everyone in our country or the life in our, in our country was just torn apart. Yes. It was suffering, crying, hopeless, mm. and it, it's what was after genocide. Yes. So uh, after genocide, I just I moved from my bath press to the press called the Kitrikiro. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have a family, I was just separated with my mom. And yes, I was in charge of my own life in that time. Uh, I had no accountability and no one I could believe or trust, because mm. I felt that my own my life was all my own. Yes. So in 1997, I began living on the street in the garbage. Um, dumping area mm. in, in in this uh district called Kitrikiro. Yes. Um I lived there for five years um with drug consuming prom suite which means prostitutes, yes. stealing and other practices. Mm. So um I had no hope and I felt that life was meaningless to me. Yes. One day I fell off uh the garbage truck where I was looking for food because mm. we survived daily. I mean, just my friends and I who lived the street together. Mm. Uh, we just used to ride the car for finding food to survive. So the car was almost run over me. Yes. And uh, I survived because the God protected me. Just I survived for two things left. Uh, holding just the, the 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 back part of the mm -hmm. truck, so it just only two fingers. Just in, immediately the car driver stopped. I don't know the reason <laughs> why he stopped, but even if I didn't know God, but That's I right. just he was protecting you. Yeah, God protected me. Um, so, but even if God protected me, but I didn't care. Because the mm. life was just was not matter to me. Yes. So at that time we just would correct and sell certain metals like copper, aluminium, iron, just like brass. So you were, you were, we call that scavenging for metal. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, that time we just collected them for selling so that we may just get money. So they were valuable. Yeah. Yes. So one day I found a landmine. But I didn't recognize. In case you missed that, he said landmine. He found a landmine. <laughs> yeah, landmine. Just I didn't recognize what it was, uh, <laughs> and I began just hammering it to try to break it apart. Oh man! So so that I may just uh, prepare it for setting. Yes. So um, I had it making a noise, and so I stopped it and I kick it away. So, but uh, the next morning we called the team in the charge of explosives. So they came and while just uh, seeing the, 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 the random mine, just they started to trembling. Yes. So because it was almost just done to open. Yes. So, but they the fuse took, was yeah, about to go. Yeah. They took it away and just they exploded it. Oh. So, but, um, uh, they told me that uh, if it could be exploded, there could be no any part just of just could be left of me 
or the other people nearby. So God protected me for Again. a reason. Yes. Even yes. if I didn't know him, right. even if I didn't care. Yes. So, but God still protected me. Mm. So one day I have, um, after that, there were many things in, in this street life that happened to my life. I cannot just say all of them because it was yes. five years living in this mm. care life, suffering life, uh, hopeless mm. life, hatred life. It was just uh, tough. Yes. And uh, even uh, sometime I just feel better to die than just living. Yes. But um, one day I had a dream which terrified me um, and forced me to go to church. But I had never got to church before that dream. But yes. that, that time that I had the dream, it was uh, 25th October mm. uh, 2001. I remember it was Thursday mm. during the night. And uh, because of being terrified by these uh, uh, dreams, uh, the next Sunday, it was 28th, I think, uh, I, I just went to church. So here people just preaching, but I didn't care, even if mm. I had this dream. Because before that, no one could tell me about God or Jesus. Yes. I didn't want to hear about God or Jesus because in my life, I felt no one could love me or take care of me. Yes. So I was very much resistant in that time. But I came to meet with one pastor. Now, hold on. You told me the other day about the dream. Are you going to talk yeah. about that at all? Yeah, the dream just was... Uh, um, I saw fighting against yourself. There was... Before I meet this pastor, which I, whom I was going to, to say, yes. there was another pastor I met before. And uh, that pastor came to me and tried to preach to me, but I was very much resistant mm. to him. But that pastor whom I resisted is the one whom I saw in a vision mm. or in a dream. So seeing him just dancing and enjoying and worship together with the other people. Mm. But when I was seeing these people just dancing and worship with me, I saw the many things, evil things happening around. So after finishing our worship, just we, we, we took car, he took me in the car and just we go through the jungle, the longest journey of the jungle, just um, with uh, <clears throat> darkness and, yes. you know, so, but uh, it came to pass when we just, we come out f from that jungle. Right. And when I was, uh, I saw the, the field, it was just clear and clean and you know it was mm. fantastic to see that that ground with the, yes. the clear view and of the sky and the sky was so clear and then i i met someone who was beating someone mm. i was then i told the man who was beating the other man i told him you know what you are going to fight me if mm. you win so i will lose yes if i win yes you will lose. So we fought and uh, we actually used the stick. And, uh, fought with sticks. Yeah, yes. we, we fought with, just by a stick. And I just, I remember I beat him many times, scared and with the just strong, high, just he 
just say he lost yes. the battle. Then at that moment, I just he lost the battle. I saw the the man with the white garment, and you know, mm. came to me and he just shake my hand and say, "You are now victorious." Mm. From that moment, I start to to be terrified and to to feel fear in my heart, and just mm. that one forced me to go to church, even if I didn't know what what just. Yes. Didn't know what was happening yet. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening in my yes. life, and I went there. But they preached um, the gospel, and um, I just uh, um, felt that I'm guilty, but uh, with no clear conviction. Yes. So, but from that moment, I repented, and uh, mm. but I felt it was not true. Mm. repentance mm. until just I met this pastor um, uh, who just told me about Jesus um, yes. this pastor we met at the first time because it's it's it's, it's a sociable guy and funny guy yes. so we, we met and just we made a joke somehow and then he started telling me about Jesus I said stop by there I don't want to hear about that mm. so after that he decided to stop about telling me about Jesus, mm. he started just to make a friendship with me. Mm. So we start a friendship. He, he was so cool. And um, he started just to to invite me at his home. He sure loved you. Yeah. Yes. Then uh, I went there with my wife and we visited him. Then one day he just uh, requested us just to come to us also to our home mm. for visitation. Then yes. he came. Because of the strong relationship that we had, he began to tell me that though I am hopeless, hatred, feel misery, but there is someone uh, just who loves me more than anyone else. Mm. So because of uh, the friendship we had, I started to hear him and finally my wife and I came to Jesus mm. through his preaching. In this time, I had done only elementary level of education, which means a six years of primary. Okay, okay. So, you see, you had six years of primary education at the time you came to salvation. Yeah, actually, okay. the six years, uh, it, just primary was like nothing Okay. in that time. So before we go to that, I just think that is such a wonderful story of a person... God pursuing you, and then a minister pursuing you, all, each of them showing you that they love you, but that the relationship and the kindness, but then preaching the gospel to you and your heart being open to it. That's an amazing story. I just, I just love that. Do you yeah. still have any communication with this person, or do you know where they went, or what happened to him? Yeah, we, we, we are like uh, father and son. So amazingly, <laughs> just, he became my pastor. Yes. Later on, I became his pastor. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. I love this. So, this is a good to great story. So, okay, so now we're going into, after you've come to salvation, mm -hmm. to your education and how you've come to this place. Because y'all can't see this, but we're sitting in his office, uh, which is in a Christian school, uh, a university setting here in Rwanda. And he is now a instructor uh, and teaches other pastors and so it came a long way from there to here so please go 
So uh, as I said, I was I I had just only elementary level of education. Um, yes. Uh, after my conversion, God just had opened the door for me to join a pastoral training school. Pastoral training school is. Uh, uh, the school operates under New Creation Ministries here okay. in Rwanda. We teach in Rwanda because we uh, we teach the people from rural area who had no this uh, level of education. So he said he, he teaches in Kenya Rwanda, which is the name. That's the language here in uh, Rwanda. That's the name of the language, the local language. Yeah. Um, so that one just only gave me the biblical knowledge because I was just uh, studying it in my own language but uh, according, uh, just regarding the academic level there was nothing that I could get from uh, pastoral training school just only biblical training but uh, after that um, in, in the PTS I started to be transformed in and out mm transformation start to appear so in my life um, so that time I was able just to share with others about Jesus mm. uh, testifying about Jesus to the other people evangelizing and even 2005 I just planted the the first church that I planted in 2005. So tell me a little bit about your church planting. Uh, actually, I started just going in, a, in a one village called Gahanga and okay. they evangelized one by one, telling them about Jesus. Yeah. So when it came to be a big group, so I just started the congregation That's in 2005. Great. I was just 25 years. Okay. So... Um, they they talon just uh, they came to uh, the, the my senior readers uh, of the church um, instructed me <clears throat> just to bring those uh, church members to the parish. So okay. Where, so from that moment, I did not uh, go for church plantation until two thousand and seventeen. Okay. Yeah, two thousand and seventeen. Yes. It's when I started again just to plant the church as a local church pastor. That's great. Yeah. So, but uh, because of uh, the government restrictions uh, regarding yeah. Kigali City, mm-hmm. we are now just not uh, gather as the church because yes. of uh, lack of this uh, um, standard requirements. Yes. Uh, so government here in Rwanda, just like almost every other country in the world, there are lots of restrictions related to gatherings that affects churches significantly. Mm-hmm. And the restrictions here in Rwanda are very significant. And um, the church has a, the government has a significant level of restriction for the mm-hmm. churches. And so they're struggling, trying to figure out how to gather in an atmosphere where they're not allowed to gather uh, without significant penalty. Mm-hmm. So, well, tell me a little bit about your ministry now and where you feel like the Lord's leading you at this point. Uh, just uh, after just graduating from PTS, uh, God's faithfulness sent me to uh, high school. And uh, I was just 30 years old um, mm. with two kids. Yes. <laughs> So it was very hard uh, with just uh, the life we, we just we, we were living in, mm. 
hardships of life and but God's faithfulness sent me to high school and I studied there and I graduated in 2012 okay so um then later on I joined Kriya Kriya is a Christian leadership institute of Rwanda yes so where I just joined the Kriya in 2015 okay I graduated there um 2017 then I joined South Africa theological seminary for the completion of my bachelor okay this is how i came just to very good be educated pastor really. yes sir yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah his ability to translate for us has been um instrumental and and so through this education has become bilingual do you know more than two languages yeah what else do you speak i just know kinyarwanda kiswahili uh-huh uh english and a little bit french a little bit of french amazing yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but, but English, Kinyarwanda and Swahili, I can just speak it frequently. That's great. That's yeah. great. We were we were ministering together the other day and through his translation and also just as a local pastor stepping in and explaining things that needed to be explained, we saw a man come to salvation and it was just a joyful time. And so I thank you for sharing the story. You're welcome. Your story will be a great encouragement to many people to see someone come from death to life. Yeah. And uh I guess before we go, I mean, is there is there anything that you would like to say to an an audience of American Christians? Anything that oh, the Lord lays on your heart? Before I say something to them, I I want to just uh, to show a little bit the ministry that I'm doing. Even if please, I'm yes, teaching please, in please. in the pastoral training school, but I I have this passion of uh uh just sharing the gospel Uh, through the broadcasting especially radios because you know the people who are under french colonial masters yes and the people who are very much attentive to reason than reading that's why it is the way they're much more attentive to listening than to reading yeah it's 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 the reason why the first teachers are very much using the 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 radio so Mm. Hearing what they are preaching on the radio just uh, made me just to feel agitated and feel anger. That's mm-hmm. why I start uh, I start to feel this passion of uh, at least uh, go to radio for preaching yes. biblical truth, uh, what we call sound doctrine. Yes. So, so uh, apart from that, I also. Uh, pasta or so before he goes from that by the way the other day after whatever eight hours worth of driving and preaching and speaking and him translating all day long uh we took him and dropped him off at the radio studio so that he could go and teach through romans 4 yes wasn't it on the radio while we went to dinner uh this is one passionate hard-working christian and uh, i just i love that about you uh, yeah. keep, keep going brother um and i just do small groups uh i had uh, i have five pastors whom i trained yes two years so after sharing the passion that i have we and become uh, 
just uh, come to the same page of understanding what we need here in Rwanda. Yes. So they, we decided to start small groups because we want to disciple people yes. from small groups so that whenever they come to free understanding the scripture, yes. they may just uh, come together now for as a congregation. This is the ministry that I'm doing. Yes. So, yeah. Praise yeah. the Lord. Amen. You, when you listen to this, the, the singing that you heard at the beginning and that you'll see here, hear it again at the, at the end, um, was Alphonse leading our group in singing. So that's his voice. He's also a, a gifted singer and, and worship leader. And I just I wanted you to hear his story. It's too great of a story not to hear. And I think that we'll also start uh, seeing what, what radio ministry he's doing. Maybe we'll bring that to the podcast as well and start including that to, to expand the reach of his ministry beyond uh, just the Rwandan area. So anything you want to say to end, brother? Yeah, um, just so I want just uh, our listeners to pray for us as yes. we struggle to bring this this uh, gospel that transforms life yes. in, our, in our country. Uh, it is hard. That's why we need the people to pray for us because our country seems to be they reach the country, but even if it has this gospel, it has been reached by the gospel, but it does not being changed by the gospel it has. That's yes. why we, we seek people to be truly transformed. Yes. Uh, so this so what, is what, he's, what he's saying is that it's, Rwanda is actually very similar to America. It has been reached by the gospel, as he says, but it has not been transformed by the gospel. And so... Similar to America, many people have heard the message and many people would associate themselves with Christianity, but their repentance is not true and their belief in Christ is not true and it has not changed them. And so he's striving. That's, I think that's part of why we identify so much with each other. We're striving for the same type of thing yeah. in two very different places. Yeah. And so, yeah. All right. Well, before we end, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, thank your you. Ministry. Let's pray. Yeah. Lord God, I pray for Alphonse. I thank you for this dear brother. I thank you for the, the opportunity to meet him and to get to know him. And Lord, we will continue to pray for his ministry here. I pray that you would provide for every one of the needs of his family. Yeah. I pray that you would strengthen uh, his ministry by your spirit, that it would be the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God through Alphonse, that you would bless uh, the radio waves as he as he records and preaches and that many people might hear. I pray that you would give him uh, an, an understanding of how to keep making disciples and press through uh, the government restrictions and government mandates that would crush the church and help him to know how to be a Christian leader at this time. I thank you for this brother. Watch over him and his wife and his children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Absolutely.